Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Parenthood Podcast. I'm Amy Laginus, your podcast host and guide to not only surviving, but thriving as a highly sensitive parent. Together, we'll dive into common challenges of highly sensitive parents, hear from other HSPs and empaths about their experiences in parenthood, and learn to honor and celebrate our sensitivity, not only as parents, but as humans. Welcome. Three signs of sensory overwhelm in highly sensitive children. Hi, this is Amy Laginus, the founder of HighlySensitiveParenthood.com, an online resource center for HSP and empath parents and highly sensitive children. This week, I'm going to be sharing on the topic of three signs of sensory overwhelm in highly sensitive children. So we know that overwhelm is a challenge for highly sensitive people. While there are many gifts to being an HSP, to being deeply feeling empathy, awareness, thoughtfulness, conscientiousness, I could go on and on. Um, we are faced as HSPs with a you know, fairly sizable challenge of being easily overstimulated. Now this can mean a few different things. One is just sensory overstimulation. So loud noises, scratchy fabrics, crowded places, smells. So the, the types of inputs that are coming into our body, our senses can feel just magnified for HSPs and for highly sensitive children in particular. Additionally, um, children of all ages might find themselves feeling emotionally overwhelmed. And uh, this is largely due to you know, over empathizing. So deeply feeling other people's emotions, taking on the emotions of other people sometimes. So for example, if a friend is feeling sad, your child might feel just a real depth of sadness with their friend or kind of spiraling into their own feelings sometimes. So let's say they're feeling ashamed that they did poorly on a test um, or that um, they hit a friend, something like that they might just spiral into that and just feel very overwhelmed by shame or sadness um, that started within within them. So there's a couple different ways that highly sensitive children can feel overwhelmed. Today I'm going to be really focusing more on the sensory aspect, more less than the emotional aspect though. Um, and I'm going to name a few different warning signs that you might notice as, as a parent or caregiver of a highly sensitive child that might tell you, hey, my kid is a bit overwhelmed, overstimulated. Um, and of course, when we notice those warning signs, we're more able to point it out to our kids that, they, that they're not feeling well, that they need a break or, or something's off, and to respond to them quickly and, and compassionately, um, avoiding getting frustrated as much as we can, and instead um, offering some constructive responses to whatever our child is experiencing in that moment of overwhelm. So the three relatively common warning signs that an HSP child is overstimulated are avoidance, tears, and big emotions. So of course there are other uh, emotions and, and warning signs that might pop up as well, um, but these are the three that I'm gonna be focus on, focusing on today. So let's start with avoidance. So when things are feeling overwhelming, highly sensitive people, people in general really, have a desire to escape them, to avoid them, to just get away from them, right? So 
let's give the example of a child feeling overwhelmed at a loud sports event. Let's say like a basketball game. Um, this has actually come up with some highly sensitive um, clients before, especially with basketball games, I think because they're indoors and it's echoey and there's the squeaks of the, the sneakers and the crowd's just very loud and echoey in there. So um, we'll use that as an example. So a highly sensitive child might cover their ears and ask to leave. So they might try to avoid the situation by leaving it. Um, they also might just express a dislike of going. They might resist going, um, asking to stay home, wanting to leave and go to the bathroom. Um, I've also seen this come up with highly sensitive kids at school um, where they are you know, asking to go to the nurse's office or asking to go to the bathroom often, largely to just escape the intensity of the classroom and be in a quieter environment. Um, so avoidance can look like trying to leave the place, and it can also look like some anxiety around attending in the first place, attending school, avoiding trying to avoid birthday parties or sports events that might feel loud and overstimulating. So avoidance might be an indication that your child is simply overstimulated in the environment that they're in. The second um, warning sign that we'll look at is tears. So this can include tantrums, but I'm using tears specifically because highly sensitive people in general are a little more prone to crying than non-HSPs. Um, this isn't always a bad thing, actually. So um, sometimes tears are actually a signal to people around the, the person that something's off, that something needs to get taken care of. Um, so it can provide an emotional release to cry at times. Um, it can also signal to a parent that the highly sensitive child is just in distress and might need some help, might need to be removed from the situation. So I encourage you, um, if you are a parent of a highly sensitive child, to avoid saying, stop crying. I know it's tempting because we want our kids to feel better, but it's usually not very effective. Instead, um, try to understand where the crying is, is coming from. Um, Maybe there's just been a lot going on that day. Maybe their emotions are kind of getting the better of them. Um, and by attending to the root cause of the tears, we're gonna resolve the issue a lot more quickly than if we just tell somebody to stop crying. Um, I actually have a whole blog on the benefits of crying for highly sensitive parents that I'll link here um, in the notes for this, but uh, it, it's more for parents, but it, it dives into a little bit of research about the benefits of crying, which I find very interesting, actually. So if you yourself are an adult HSP, just know that it's okay to cry sometimes. Um, if you're crying, you know, throughout every day, it might be an indication of needing additional support for, for sure. But um, sometimes crying can actually be a nice release for us. All right, let's move on to big emotions. So in addition to tears, HSPs just feel things deeply, right? So it could be even positive emotions, joy, love, excitement. Um, these are magnified for HSPs. But unfortunately, the flip side of that is that things like irritability, worry, anxiety, frustration can also be magnified for HSPs. Shame too, I forgot that one. Um, so when th these this irritability, this grumpiness, these emotions that seem like out of proportion to um, to what whatever the issue was um, come up. So I've seen this in my own highly sensitive child where we might like have done some like light teasing. I'm talking really light. Um, and it's something that like 99% of the time he just he would think it was funny, like he'd laugh with us. And then 1% of the time he just bursts into tears. And that's always an indication to me that he's 
he's overstimulated in some way. So I never blame him. I, you know, I'll give him a hug and apologize and, oh, we didn't mean it. And we were just trying to have fun, but we're so sorry that, that, you know, you have hurt feelings about that. I totally understand. Um, but in any case, it's an indication that something else is going on. It's, it's usually not that the teasing was the only thing. Um, so you can ask them, you might already know, actually, you might already know, oh, wow, like we have been, you know, we're on a trip with a bunch of other people, or they've had a really busy day at school. And then they've been at a sports practice for the rest of the afternoon, like, of course, they're overwhelmed and exhausted. Um, but you might with older kids be able to ask them and say like, Hey, is something going on? It seems like you're, it's been a long day, huh? Like, is there anything that, that we can cut down on? Um, just to kind of understand maybe some of the sources of overstimulation, just communicate. It's never a bad thing to communicate with your child. Um, so all this to say, when your child is feeling overstimulated, they might signal it through avoidance, through tears, through big emotions. And it's our job as parents to help them navigate that situation. Um, part of that is recognizing the overstimulation, um, the signs of it, the sources of it, uh, try to reduce or eliminate the causes of overstimulation for a child. So this can be something as simple as um, giving them uh, noise canceling headphones, um, or offering them some solutions like um, my highly sensitive kid usually responds really well to taking a shower by himself or um, like laying on the couch and reading or, or just something like that. So just something really kind of calm, individual, um, where he can kind of close the door and not interact with people for a little bit. Uh, one helpful acronym, I didn't even include this in the blog, but I'm going to include it here on the, on the video and the podcast is um, HALT, H-A-L-T. And this is kind of something to run through with yourself or with your kid when they're feeling, when you're noticing they're overstimulated, right? So um, HALT stands for hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So it's just a quick kind of checklist. Um, if someone's irritable, if we are irritable even, okay, are we hungry? Are we angry? Like, are we hurt by something? Is something going on that's causing us to feel this way? Are we lonely? Do we need cuddles? Do we need to talk to someone about how we're feeling? Or are we just tired? Do we need to stop what we're doing and take a rest? Um, it could be literally sleeping or it could just be taking a break from whatever it is that's going on. So I find that to be helpful to just run through quickly um, to notice if there's any kind of quick solutions um, both of my kids are prone to, to being hangry, as am I. And so that first one, hungry, is often a, a it's already resolved, right? Like the, the issue, the irritability is already resolved if we can get them to just eat something. Um, so I hope this has been helpful for you. The, you know, the more aware you are of these warning signs of the sources of overstimulation, the more you can support your highly sensitive child. And of course, if you're looking for um, a bit more support, I have plenty of resources on HighlySensitiveParenthood.com, my website, including a, um, a course, an online course that's completely self-paced called Supporting Your Highly Sensitive Child. And it um, just gives you lots more information about the HSP trait, how it shows up in your kids, um, how you can personally support them, and how you can advocate for them um, across various settings, including at school or, um, you know, in other social situations, as well as just empowering, especially for kind of school age kids and, and above, empowering them to celebrate their sensitivity 
and to work with some of the challenges um, that can come along with a trait like overstimulation. So it gives some nice practical details and, and ideas and resources on how to manage overstimulation. And you can find that all in the Supporting Your Highly Sensitive Child course, which is in the, the courses and resources sections of um, the Highly Sensitive Parenthood website. So I hope you'll check that out. Um, and of course, you can check out my other videos and podcasts um, on various topics related to highly sensitive children and parents. All right, take care. Thanks for joining us on the Highly Sensitive Parenthood podcast. For more resources, including our blog, toolkit, and online course for highly sensitive parents, visit highlysensitiveparenthood.com.